okay, let's plan out this big battle for the campaign coming up. Yep, February is only a few months away. All right, we need to think of a few ways to make the battle not suck. Well, let's talk five ways to make mass combat not suck this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Better not suck. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your Dungeon Masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. So is it going to suck? I read the rough draft. Hell no. It sucks. It's not going to suck. It's got to rework. Bill already we're, said it sucks. We got to rework it. Well, we're going to rework it. So we're going to bring the suckitude down and the awesomosity up. Awesomosity. That's a word. I awesomosity. Guess I like awesomosity. Say it again. Awesomosity. Awesomosity. We're going to put it on a t-shirt. That's it. That's what the Dungeon Masters Dojo podcast <laughs> does for you folks. Not only does it elevate your game, but it brings a sense of awesomosity into your life. It's a word of the day. Use it three times in a sentence. Awesomosity. Awesomosity. Not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to talk about mass combat for a couple episodes. And the reason why we're going to do that is, well, I mean, I know darkana has got their rules for mass combat, but mass combat can, well, can suck. Uh, very much so. Yeah. It can like, bog things down the horribly. Suckitude, it brings the suckitude like hard. And we don't want that in our D&D game. He's in new word mode. Suckitude is a word. Suck-a-tude. Suckitude goes on the back of the t-shirt. Awesomosity goes on the front. <laughs> right? Because we're going to leave suckitude in the rear view mirror. And we're putting our awesomosity forward. This could be inspirational. That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> Make it so. Yep. I there. I just shot myself in the foot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, that was, I thought that I was going to make it to the Wednesday game. Nope. Now I got to design <laughs> T-shirts. You'll be able to find that one in the DMD logo wear <laughs> sometime eventually. Yep. I I guess this week. I'm this not. week. Scott promises everybody. That's it. So think of how long combat takes, right, with a party of five. Uh, an entire evening sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it can. Or like Dragon Dragon Ball Z, uh, three or four weeks. Three, yes, <laughs> three, three or four solid weeks of people running with veins bulging out of their. And heads. You got a mage over there. Come just an entire episode of that. We'll see you next week yep. on the DMD, and he's still doing it. <laughs> now, now make that two armies of hundreds, right? And you mm. got you got yourself. Suck a tube. Heavy suck a tube. Heavy yeah, suck a tube. Yeah. So your PCs, right? Your PCs are supposed to be the heroes of the journey, the heroes of the story. They they can get lost in in this big, massive battle if you're not careful. But luckily, luckily, Bill, luckily, Lou, luckily, all of our listeners, we have you covered. We've been through it. But before we get into it, we should talk about something really important, right? Something else we got them covered on. Yes. What do we have them covered on, Lou? You know. You're the man in the suit. In celebration of one year of podcasting, we are holding a giveaway of epic proportions. 
Everything you need to get started running games. Four dice trays, 12 complete sets of dice, four Crown Royal bags, the D&D Essentials Kit, the D&D Starter Kit, Horde of the Dragon Queen D&D Adventure, the Young Adventurers Collection, Nerdarchy's Out of the Box Encounters, Brass and Steel Steampunk Tabletop RPG, OSR Greats, The Rad Hack, Into the Odd, and White Box Fantastic Medieval Adventure Game. But that's not all. The Curse of Strahd Revamped is included as well. This complete list goes to one lucky winner in the U.S. We realize we may have asked a lot of you initially, so here's the new and improved way to enter the epic giveaway. Simply go to thedungeonmastersdojo.com, our home on the web, and send us a message. You will automatically be entered into the giveaway for a chance to win. After we receive 500 messages, we will draw one lucky winner. We'll see you next time in the dojo. I know this, that did not suck. That brought the awesomosity. Tell me it doesn't. Tell me that epic giveaway does that not bring the awesomosity. The awesomosity. Yes. Say so, it, Lou. Say it. Right, say it. It feels good. It feels say good on your, on your lips. That brought the awesome-osity. You got to, you got to, let's try it again. We got, all one it's word. Awesomosity. Awesomosity. There you go. Oh, I feel. Just, don't you feel awesome? Yes, I do. Don't you feel Awesomified. Awesomified. The awesomosity awesomified you. And we're moving on. You heard it first in the <laughs> dojo, folks. <laughs> and with any luck, you'll never hear it anywhere else. <laughs> Five ways. Except on our t-shirt that Scott's going to do this week. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Look for it. Careful what you ask for. <laughs> in our merch and more logo store. Put five that swag in your bag. Five things. Five things. Five things. Not six things, but five things. Five solid things that you're going to need in your tool belt to make mass combat not suck. Right? Every DM's Let's, got a tool belt, Bill, right? Everyone, I know I do. Yep. I'm all about the tools. He, he is. I have tools to fix my tools. True story. True story. I watched the only person perform, that knows that has that. Watched him <laughs> perform surgery on a screwdriver. Hey. You know, and and you know, I'm happy to say the screwdriver is fine. It survived. Yeah, it's doing well. I watched it. Be careful, screws. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that. I had to th- <laughs> be careful. Because <laughs> I was going to say screw other things. <laughs> don't don't test our explicit rating yeah. too hard. <laughs> Why that would have pushed the envelope on that? Huh? It would have. So right. what five ways? Number one. We've actually gone over this a little bit uh, when we did our previous episode, when we o- did an overview of the UA mass combat rules, is make the battle big, or the war, but make it the backdrop, not the campaign. It should be it should be going on around the party, and in certain instances, draw them in, but not be the the main focus. Right, right, because you get lost. Right, there's so much stuff going on. Mm-hmm. That you need to, and we talked about this a little bit, right? You the the battle's going on this big big battle with all sorts of 
you know, I mean, uh, arrows uh, flying through the air, you know, we'll fight in the shade. All that, you know, uh, 300 stuff and weapons and screams and limbs flying everywhere and blood splatter and somebody running by on fire. But we want to focus on the scenes with the characters, right? Out in the background. Ideally, yes. Right, because they're the stars of the show, right? We want to put that spotlight on them. On them and what they're doing. We just want to make sure we paint a vivid scene yes. of what's going on around them. Right. The war is full of a bunch of extras. Yes. Right, and they're they're running around, and they're doing their thing, and here's your player characters doing doing epic stuff, right? They're going back to back in a circle. Uh, the enemy is closing in on them. And they're, you know, they're they're making their brave last stand. The special effects are up to the game master. Perfectly put. Yes, perfectly put. The special effects are up to the game master. If you want to know how to do this, pick your favorite sword fighting movie. Right? Yeah. Uh, not the B movies. No, even the though good those ones. could be good. But you know, any any of the battles in the Lord of the Rings. Any of the battles. Um, Braveheart. Brave, Braveheart. There's another one. Yep. If you want that fantasy-type feel, a uh, bunch of guys running around in skirts and yep. swords and painted faces and out in the woods. Hawk the up. Slayer. Hawk the Slayer. I thought you said uh, not being yeah. movies. Uh, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Game of it's, Thrones. It's just Game of Thrones Game, is another Game one. Of, Game of Thrones. Um, Lou finally is on board with the Game yes, of Thrones. Yes, I finally started watching yeah. it last week. I'm on um, season seven. Good show. <laughs> Don't get attached to anybody, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're uh lose discovering that what the hell they killed now yeah, don't, and, that was the thing and nobody dies like boromir in game of thrones no they do not there's not no, even boromir not even boromir right. dies like boromir. He, he uh <laughs> yeah he he didn't have he didn't have a big send-off like he did at the end of the fellowship of the ring um people get shot on the shitter and <laughs> it's just it's it it's it, it's bad, you know. It's, There's poisonings and assassinations. Yeah, and the the red wedding. Uh, that one, if, I said, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, everyone said, oh shit, on the red wedding. That if was you've, <laughs> if you've ever been married, yeah. that's pretty much how it goes. Uh, For some, <laughs> more than once. May, all third, right, third time's a charm, buddy. Third, third time's a charm. <laughs> yeah. Number two. Do you, I was going to say, number two, <laughs> are we done with number one? Yeah, we're done. Number two, making the battle the beginning of your campaign to set the tone. Right. Your entire campaign, the backdrop could be uh, a land embroiled in war. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your, um, your, your party uh, has to be involved in the war as part of one side or another, but they could get caught up in... In stuff around the war, I, I well, think of well, wars are sweeping. They 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 will influence entire regions. Yeah, uh, even if it's not the combat, because as we've mentioned before, there's all the ancillary things that go around around the war to fuel the war. Uh, yep. the, the the provisions for the for the soldiers, the materials needed for the siege weapons, entire forests are laid to waste. Yeah, what reper, uh, reper, repercussions do they have on the people that live in that war-torn area? Yeah, and just the environment in itself. 
Yeah. Uh, you, the waters are sullied. The forests are being cut down. There's smoke in the air everywhere it's because of hundreds of fires going. And it could be miles away, but it might as well be a forest fire. One of one of the movies that I, I encourage everybody to watch, and it's not a fantasy movie, but I think it does a fine job of having a war as a backdrop while telling a totally different story, right? Somewhat related to the war, but entirely separate from the, the, the war being the backdrop. And that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Good. You pegged that one. I'm, try, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, which one is he trying to pick? Clint Eastwood movie, so you know it's going to be awesome. Yep. There's going to be some some badassery at play there. And it's it's set with the backdrop of the Civil War going on, but the, the characters, they're kind of weaving in and out of involvement with both the Confederacy and the Union. Mm-hmm. But they're not an active part of, of any side, you right. know? They're doing their own thing. And we've done that. We've done that before with... Our our campaigns, yeah. You know, Lou, Lou talked about that a little on on the the UA episode, where we've used like that as the 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 backdrop for the it launched you know the the campaign this next kind of phase. Well, of, the first time we used it, we actually opened up with the mass combat, yes. which was actually the finale scene. They went the entire week gaming and then returned back to the finale scene to finish it off. So they started with a war and ended with a war, and then we picked up the next year with the same war, opening right up, right from yep. the right war. Yeah, this is the this is the stuff you have to do to keep your players interested if you've been playing with them for eons. <laughs> because they want they want different stuff. You gotta they, they want bigger and better every single time. You yeah. always gotta ramp it up significantly. They need to be surprised. Yes. Because not easy to do. You get a bunch of old farts that have been playing D&D forever, and they're like, I'm not impressed. What are you <laughs> going to do to impress me? Oh, this again. Yep. So you got you to gotta switch things up. One of the other things you could do, right, is make that make the, the battle the big finale. And we've done that. We've yep. done that before. Yep. You see that in movies all the time. The Battle, battle of Helm's Deep was kind of like the big finale of uh, the Two Towers. Yep. Right, the big battle at the end of Thirteenth Warrior, big battle at the end of King Arthur. Players love nothing more than an epic finish. It, when we did that, we knew the ending was coming, so you could see the the sad faces starting to portray at the table because we knew this was the final battle. We were almost done with it, yeah, and we were like in the last hour, and you, we were so engrossed in it, we were just like we were saddened too at the same time. Um, so it does bring a lot of emotion to the table. It, it does. That's and, cool. And emotion, emotion is something that you want at your table. You don't want the kind of emotion where someone's um, crawling over the table trying to choke you, or when you're standing outside and they're glaring at you and they're calling you bad names, Lou. That was me. He was calling bad names and glaring at. <laughs> um, but you want that. You want that emotion, right? The big battle says. The big battle says a lot of things, right? When it's at the end of your campaign, it says this is the end mm-hmm. of the campaign. If if you're going to if you're going to kill a character, it's gonna happen now. So I'm gonna lose I'm gonna lose some friends, or maybe I might be the friend that's lost. <laughs> but um, if this is where it's gonna happen. The the great sacrifice, the last yeah. sacrifice happens in the big battle. And there's there's a lot of there's a lot of emotions. People are like, Man, we're finally done with the campaign. This is awesome. 
and the players love nothing more than mowing through bad guys, right? If you oh yeah, keep throwing them at them so they can mow through them and and you know ride a shield down some steps while they're bow and arrowing the shit out of you know some Urukai. <laughs> the sweeping they, sword that takes two or three heads yeah, off. Yeah, they, they want that, and that is the time where you allow that that cinema. Right now, if someone's doing like a sweeping attack, even though there's no rules for it, that's when you want to like, I'll allow that. Yeah. Yes. Let me paint the picture for you. You rolled a natural 20. Uh, he only has two hit points because he's a little crappy thing. And you did how much damage? Well, your weapon passes through his neck with no resistance whatsoever. And because it weighs so much, that sword just keeps going and takes the head off of the one next to him. And as you put muscle behind it and you find your body turning... You realize as two others st- try to step away, another head goes lopping off. It passes through the throat of that one and another and comes to rest in the forehead of the last individual to die by this one swing. Great job. Who's next on initiative? And and that's that's uh that's the battle is narrated by like Morgan Freeman or some <laughs> some British guy. Who's the British guy that does all like the nature shows? What the hell is his name? I can't think of it. I can't remember shit. Um, <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't. It'll pop up halfway through this. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll be driving home. I'll be like, damn. I or missed, in the shower. Or in the shower. I missed my moment. <laughs> Attenborough. David Attenborough. Yep. Yes, that's that's David App- Attenborough at the head of the table in the big chair, folks. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> the big finale. That's that's the time. But again, that should be the backdrop, right? Because is your party. Yep. As your party battles it through like this massive, like humongous battle, and they finally come to the big bad, you want the battle to kind of take a back seat and become the backdrop. Now, as amidst this huge battle, your your party, your battered, battered, wounded, yeah, battered, bloodied, wounded. Now they're le- leaving the big bad. one or two of their compatriots dead on the battlefield. Yeah, sort of like when you're watching a movie and your two bosses are you and your bo- the boss come up to a fight and you just hear the light clang clang in the background. Yeah, in the ba- yeah. yep, yep, that, that's yeah, it. You want to because the rest of the army down. is 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 pushed away and all the big bad's got his circle of protection. Yep. You've busted through that circle, but the rest of the circle is there. They're engaged. Everyone else and the big bad, they're mine. You know, and they all back off and they're the battle's going off in the background and now it's you know finally we meet. Yeah, like uh, uh, Elrond and Isildur uh, fighting Sauron. And he cuts his fingers off, and Isildur not paying attention to anything that Elrond's saying. He's like, oh, I got the fucking ring now. <laughs> yep. You see how that ended up? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Several more episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave the jewelry on the dead guy. All right? And every If you do that, yeah. everything will be so much easier. It'll be fine. Take his coins. That's fine. Uh, right. Make it the big battle. Number four. Let's narrate through anything that isn't necessary for the player's involvement. Why I've been I've been in some big battles that were like I'm I you know what I paid for the whole seat, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm just using the edge. And then I've been at the at battles where I'm watching the DM at the other end just rolling dice, and then ten more fall, and then you know there's and he's and he's narrating it like. It's algebra. It yeah yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. This is how you you get numbers out of letters, and it's it's boring. You know, you, I mean, you're looking around the table and people are making dice towers. Not like 
you know, the kind that you roll your dice through. Yeah, they're stacking their dice. But to they're see stacking if they can get, their, yeah, they're yeah. stacking their I got dice. Three like polyhedron completely, you know, stacked up. The D fours were tricky. Yep, I'm good for that. Yep, they're, you know, they're on their. Well, back then we didn't have cell phones, but they're, you know, they're doodling. One guy's doodling. He's drawing Conan the Barbarian. You know, someone else is, you know, drawing genitalia on the front of the GM <laughs> screen because they're pissed off at him. Narrate through anything unnecessary for players. Keep your players engaged. You don't have to roll to see how much damage the siege weapon did to the wall of the castle. You don't. Or how much damage, yeah, the siege weapon did to to the people it hit. No, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're taking out of combat. Taking yeah. the focus away from the players will yeah. bore the players. Yeah. Yeah. You can narrate through all that stuff, right? You know, the flames, you know, raining down around you uh, uh an entire unit of of soldiers is taken out by a ballista you know you hear uh a wall collapse it, and well it's a great way for the game master to set the tone build the tension and add to the drama and that's you what can, you want to do you make it as epic and they're like oh shit things are going bad because you're describing your narrative they're not you don't have to roll dice to it Verbally paint the picture of what's going on. And I don't care if it goes on for like five minutes straight. They're going to be enraptured as you describe what's going on. And this is happening here and that's happening there. And this day and next to you, this is going on. Things are not looking good for you right now. There's a little glimmer of hope. Over, oh, the maids just got squashed. You know, just it, but make it sound as epic as it's supposed yeah. to be and narrate through it. Right. And. And it's more than just you're standing there exchanging blows with someone, right? So you're the the battle, you're moving around the battlefield and you know, you're you're exchanging blows with a sword. There's uh someone gets gets hit in the throat with an arrow next to you and and and, and drops in front of you in between the two of you, so you have to maneuver around the body or uh another combatant comes in and now you have two combatants and you dispatch one and then you dispatch the other but then here's a wizard doing wizard stuff, and it, it's it's got to be it's got to be fast moving, right? Yes, it's it's because yes, that that keeps the adrenaline right. It keeps them ramped up. Yeah, you you want it to move fast. It's not the it's not the um, the fencing match. Uh, <laughs> you're be, not you're not reading the phone book, right? And you're not. It's yeah. It's it's it, it's not that fencing match between the Dread Pirate Roberts and Inigo Montoya, <laughs> where it's just two guys, you know, doing sword fighting up the stairs. You know, it's it's there's all this other stuff going around, going on around them, and and it's one person may be down, but the the battle's not over because there's still like hundreds of other people on the battlefield. You know, describe the smells, the sounds. You know, it's smoky out there. There's there's blood everywhere it's describe what's called an organoleptic evaluation using all your senses and all your your organs to you, you what do you feel what do you hear what is do that you a taste? Word? What, yes organoleptic <clears throat> organoleptic evaluation oh i'm gonna have to design another t-shirt i guess there you go yeah. um <laughs> see who buys it go organoleptic <laughs> <laughs> that's a bumper sticker <laughs> Put that on your Subaru Forest. There you go. I'm right organic. Eat more kill. <laughs> uh, yeah, you describe all the senses. You know, not just what you see, what you hear, what you taste. You know, things are splattered all over the place. They said there's, there's fires going. The the sting in your eye as you're passing through because 
the siege you know the siege weapon has gone up in flame and and casting this black oily smoke across the the field and now you're having trouble seeing through it and it's burning your eyes and i mean you try to use describe all the senses yes and they're going to picture it in their mind now granted what's in their mind is not going to be the same thing you're picturing but the the more detail you give will be the closer to what you're envisioning and that way everyone's on the same page and or at I'll, least close i'll tell you nothing nothing looks better on the table than mass combat in miniatures and terrain yeah that that's just especially if you set it up ahead of time yeah we've done that we've kicked everybody out set up the table and then let them back in and it's yeah. like wow that wow factor is nice and mass combat's one of those things that if you're gonna do it you really have to commit to it yep because it could be an absolute train wreck if you don't right it's not for the faint of heart it's something that you really have to you really have to get get your notes in order Mm-hmm. And you, and you have to you have to just jump in and and commit to it. Script your stuff ahead of time. A lot of your stuff, you do your descriptions. Even if you got you know write them all down, so you have to read them off. But that way, you can make that narration sound so good. It doesn't have to be smooth where it's all off the top of your head. You can have a pages of it written out ahead of time. But at certain points, right, this is what happens here. This is what happens here. This is what happens here. So you can direct the flow of the combat, direct the flow of the story as you go and let them react to the narration. And I think that would make things so much quicker and easier. Agreed. Lou, do you have a point? You have this kind of quizzical look like you're on the, the moment of an epiphany. No, it's just reimagining all the big battles we went through. <laughs> Because you guys just hit all the points that when we ran through the battles, whether it had been the last one from our first seven years or yeah. the prequel to the other one, these are that's everything that we've been through. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it and are reminiscing over there. It's yes, a lot of work. It is uh, a lot of do, work. To do a, a large battle. It's something that is extremely gratifying if it goes well and you have, you know, you have a table full of players having a great time, but you can you can really like he can screw the screw the pooch on it. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of forethought that goes into it. Even if you don't yes. put out terrain or anything like that, even if it's just a, a hex or a square mat and you put out a you know a couple Jenga blocks to represent this, that, and the other thing. Which we've done. We have done. They actually make really good quick dungeon walls. But it's all in the narration. It's all in how you describe it because that's what they're really going to have stuck in their head. And you're right. Dedicate yourself to it. Have this stuff prepared ahead of time and don't try to do a large war or a large campaign around big battles off the top of your head. It's not going to work as well. It's not going to sound well and it's not going to be as smooth. And if you're going to dedicate your campaign to a war, that's going to be the campaign. Stay away from big battles. Mm-hmm. It, it may sound counterintuitive, right, if you're going to have your campaign be about war, but stay away from big battles. Do the small stuff with your players. Well, it's the players that are supposed to be involved, not the, right. the armies. Yes. And as we said right in the very beginning, the war is the backdrop. Yeah, and so what do they do then, right? What small stuff do you get your players involved in with, with like, war? Well, this is where the intrigue comes in. Yep. You, you could be, you know, intercepting messengers. You could be trying to disrupt the supply lines. Espionage. Espionage. You know, let's, yeah. let's see if we can destroy. Oh, they're, they're trying to build, you know, siege armor or siege weapons. What happens if it, gee, accidentally bursts in the flame in the middle of the night for no reason at all? 
uh, you know, things like this. This is what your where your players could be involved in a war without going without to being war. Involved. Yeah, they can also be trying to turn some of the other people. Yep. Using, you know, if you're using the morale system that we just went over. Yep. It's like all this stuff is going around. You know, guerrilla warfare is a phenomenal yeah. thing when you have a small group that's trying to combat an army. It falls to guerrilla warfare, and that that's where you're still part of the war, but it's a small battle and a small battle and a small battle. It's always but focused you, on the group. But it's always focused on the group, and that small group could possibly influence the war just by the few things that they're doing. Yeah, in, interrupting supply lines. That's big. Right? You want some some really good stuff, and I, I grew up on on – War movies, uh, A Bridge Too Far. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bridge Over Kwai. Oh, I love yeah, that one. I was about to say that one, too. I love that uh, movie. Kelly's Heroes, yep. uh, Force 10 from Navarone, Guns yep. of Navarone. That's all stuff that, okay, these are war movies, but we're, we're dealing with a small group mm-hmm. doing something essential to the war, right? We're not dealing with, like, massive armies clashing on the battlefield, but these are still very important things that could turn the tide of war. The Expendables. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> the yeah. Expendables. Yeah, which is like they're literally expendable. Yeah, we don't need them. They're all crooks. <laughs> well, I mean, we if, don't care if they die. Even the, even the you know the character character players technically when they're in a, in a war and they're doing little things like that yep. to somebody higher up they are expendable. This is true. Yep. So it's always the yep. same principle. Yeah. What if you don't agree with the edict of your commanders and you think you know better? Yeah. Yeah. What if they discover they don't? You know, there's a lot of different ways you can go with plots, but yeah, I did small stuff with the characters and what to do during a big war. There is countless things to do. Uh, yeah, and then so, what happens if your players decide to defect to the other side? Now that's something else to contend yeah, with. Yeah, maybe they say, "Oh, yeah, they've been they've been indoctrinated into this is what it's, we're going to do. This is you know they're they're the other side. They're horrible. They're this. They do they mistreat. Then you find out it's all wrong. You're a victim of propaganda." Yeah, uh, and it's I'm going to kill these people and or or do this and uh, it, it's wrong, right? It, or what it's, I'm doing or it's is not wrong. a matter of right and wrong, right? Yeah. You find out that both sides, it's like, wait, this isn't this isn't over what is right or wrong. This may be over resources. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not fighting because they want to move the the boundary of the of the between the two lands. They're fighting over the rights of that mountain. And all the minerals in it, that's why they're trying to move it. They're not moving because, oh, you know, I need more farmland for my, my farmers and for my smiths and stuff. I, I want that mountain that's full of gems. Escape from a POW camp. Yep. That's another good one. That's yep. There's a bunch of stuff you can do on a smaller scale with your with your party that is is still involved in this 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 war in this greater campaign you just without have to, being on the front lines right and you have to piece it together so that it it flows right if you're escaping from a POW camp maybe they need to be captured first in the campaign if it's happening in the middle maybe that's where you start the campaign yeah the best research is i think watching old war movies yeah you watch old war movies and spaghetti westerns and yeah. between the two you're going to have all your little your little combats and your, you know, and your intrigue, and then with the grand scope of the war going on around you. And if you're not into watching those long, drawn out movies, even short ones, comical ones like Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Or the Rap uh, Rap Patrol. Yep. The rap, yeah. Jesus, that was a long time it ago. Was we're, a long time ago. <laughs> we're we're old. We're old. Those shows are older than probably like seventy five percent of our listeners. <laughs> Ask your parent. Now ask your grandparents. That's your. 
Your grandparents, grandpa will know. Mom and dad may not, but grandma and grandpa might. McHale's Navy. Oh, McHale's that's, that's another one. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that oh, I remember watching that when it first came out. It was black and white. Black and white, yeah. Yep. If you wanna if you want a blend <laughs> of ships in sea with with a, a, a war backdrop and, and do like naval stuff, then yeah, that's good. Yeah. You you may not even want to dedicate your whole campaign to that, but that might be something kind of cool to switch up to for a little a little while to to kind of throw a curveball to your players and yeah. be like, Oh, this is new. Let's we'll we'll do this for a bit. Don't wear armor. And make sure Bill's not game mastering. Right. Because that shit doesn't matter. If, it doesn't matter if you know how to swim or not. You're still <laughs> sinking. You're, you're sinking. And that's five ways to make mass combat not suck. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.